This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show where your hosts Amber and Jenna and today we are discussing tarot. For more show notes, more on tarot or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website themotherlovingfuture.com. Jenna, do you want to kick us off with your definition of tarot? Yes, I do. Tarot is a a card deck that, in its current form, dates back to at least medieval Europe and is used as a medium for divination, meaning that the spirit world can talk to us through this card deck. Wow. Okay. That was good. And... um, yeah, I'm really excited to introduce our guest and tarot master for today, mm-hmm. Natalia Benson. Natalia has been working with tarot for eight years and currently offers readings. You can find her at nataliabenson.com or on her Insta, Natalia underscore Benson. Yay! Thanks mm-hmm. for coming here today to discuss this magical process of tarot. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. We're so excited. I know. This is great. (laughs) Um, So do you want to start off with explaining what exactly tarot is? Yeah. Well, Jenna's definition was beautiful. Um, Tarot is a divination tool. It is a remarkable opportunity to understand the self. The way that I like to describe it to my clients and whenever I teach Um, is that tarot speaks to us in sort of the same way that dreams do. It's sort of like a subconscious um, translation through imagery. So, you know, just as much as we can connect with um, uh, spirit and energy and the universe, all of that resides within us. And most of that is stored in the unconscious or the subconscious. So tarot is a means of bringing those messages, those images, and all of that um, really beautiful information to the forefront of our consciousness for the, um, I always like to say that it's a tool for self-empowerment. It's a tool for self-awareness. So that's how it's been for me and that's how I teach and that's how I read. So exciting. (laughs) And so just to be clear, would you say that the information moving through the tarot deck and coming, the energy coming towards you is from your higher self or from a separate universal source or is it a combination? I think it can be a combo. I mean, the way that I've always looked at it is that it is coming from you. Um, because I, as I said, for me and the way that I define tarot is that self-empowerment aspect. So it's really getting to access like all of this remarkable energy that's inside of us Mm -hmm. instead of placating it out to something that is outside of us or is separate from us, but really that we have that access to that wellspring of like power and energy internally. And can I just say, in addition, I totally agree with what you said too, is that our higher self is sort of in communion with our guides and in communion mm-hmm, with universal exactly. energy. So in us resides all of that wisdom. Mm-hmm, exactly. Agreed. And I also love the idea of the magical component because sometimes I get very logical um, quarants and they're like, well, how does this work? And I'm like, oh, it's magic. Like just, <laughs> just trust the flow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just go with it. 
And how did you discover tarot? Well, you know, I've always been a person who followed what felt fascinating to me and what called has called to my heart. And when I was about 21, I moved to LA and I started studying astrology initially. And then I, I don't know when, like I remember maybe about six months after moving here, I saw something about tarot and I was like, I saw this girl doing this cool video explaining what the death card was. And I was like, I want to know about that. I was like, I want to know about tarot. And of course, me as my very Aries determined self, I was I was like, I'm going to know that. I'm going to learn. And, and eventually, I just began studying. Actually, one of my old uh, best friend's mothers who lived in Laguna Beach, she and I happened to be reading the same Osho book. And I remember I looked over and I was like, oh, Diane's reading the same book as me. So I moved the book and right underneath it was this tarot book that has become my Bible. Oh, it is the book the that I teach from. It is the book that has shaped my consciousness. And I, I called her immediately and I was like, Diane, you're going to teach me tarot. And she gave me my first reading and it gives me chills still. Um, it was the, a huge turning point. Amazing. It so, yeah. found you. It found me. I was like, I'm, I, and you know, I feel like everything does when you're ready, mm -hmm. you know? So very cool. Very cool story. Um, so how does, do you, now that you know tarot, how does that serve you in your life and when do you use it and how do you use it? Oh man, I probably use it too much. <laughs> no, it's good. That's why you're here. <laughs> I have a deck on my phone. I, um, I go, you know, to be honest, like there are times where I'm consulting my deck a lot. And then there are times where I'm just cruising cause I don't really want to know. I just mm -hmm. kind of like the unfolding. Um, so wait, what was the first part of your question? How does it serve you to help you? Um, the most incredible thing that tarot has done for me is it's taught me how to look at things in a more productive way. Um, our mind and the, the physiology and the psychology of our mind is that we have sort of these grooved out patterns of, of energy and thought. And sometimes those grooves are very proactive. Those are usually the parts of our life that work very well. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes those grooves are not. Mm -hmm. It's old energy. It's subconscious karma. It's like mm -hmm. the junk in our trunk kind of thing. Nice. Stuck in a rut. Yeah. And, it's, and um, the reason I've loved tarot and the way that I like to use it proactively is to help me look at things in a different way and remember that the universe is a friendly, loving place. It wants the best for us, mm -hmm. wants the best for me, wants me to live in my highest light and expression of love. And that sometimes my negativity and the, the stuff where I get stuck, um, there's just an opportunity to look at it differently mm -hmm. and see it differently and move through it in a different way. So that's how mm -hmm. I use tarot daily. And very good. It's yeah, it's fascinating. On that point, do you think there's um, there's room for people to get hooked? Is there a possibility mm -hmm. to um, accumulate an unhealthy um, relationship? Mm, of course. I mean. I think there's an opportunity for that with everything with human beings, because I think in many ways we do feel disconnected from our source. And when we do feel connected to source, 
that's when we're our healthiest expression and we don't need as much, you know? Mm. But I've noticed in the spaces of my life where I'm challenged the most, I, I tend to get addictive because I want answers and I want to feel good. I want to feel different and I want to look at things in a new way. It's a deep, deep desire. So I think there is definitely space for that, but that's where self, the self-awareness tool comes in, you know, to try to balance out. And also that's why I said there are times where I'm like, I don't tap into it as much because I either don't need to, or I also just honor and recognize that I can face this on my own without all my mystical uh, tools. tools. <laughs> and would you say you ever get given a bum steer or do you, is it pretty accurate every time you pull a card? I mean, um, wait, did you say bum steer? Yeah, is that not a... <laughs> I think that's that might Aussie be an thing? Australian thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want you to sorry. find that for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, that I don't want you to misinterpret that. Um, <clears throat> basically, like you <laughs> get taken you. off course, you know, totally. like it gives you a little bit of a like um, trick tricky answer. hundred <laughs> percent. That's fine. I think, I think we got that. <laughs> no. You know, I think no matter what, it's like, what is the relationship that you cultivate to the message? And, um, that's why too, you'll notice if you ever really read a horoscope, like, and I write horoscopes as well, you do keep it open-ended because you don't want people to be addicted to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You want people to check in with themselves and honor and check in with you and let it be a symbiotic relationship instead of being completely hooked. Cause I think for eons, we've been taught to listen to the outside. And now as we shift into this Aquarian age, um, this shift of energy and shift of time, we're learning how to listen to ourselves. So um, the bum stare, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But you know what? Maybe. Like, mm. I'll check in with that and see. But nothing that comes to mind. So so not nothing yeah, yeah, that yeah. really comes to mind. So that's good. And yeah, yeah. And it's all just like, it's a flow anyway. So even if it was sort of something that maybe was a bit off kilter, I don't know, you just keep going. Mm -hmm. I like how you said it's all about your own interpretation of it, because really, Mm -hmm. as you've expressed, the tarot cards are a channel. Mm -hmm. It's it's like to the universe, your higher self, that cosmic source energy. So it's really about, you know, you just tapping into intuition and being like, oh, what is the message I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell myself? That's right. 100%. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you um, do any kind of like protection um, ritual before you read to protect the energy and make sure it's all the light energy that's coming through? Yes. And I've learned the hard way when I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Um I've actually, and as Amber and I discuss often, and what I'm just now in my 30th year of life learning is that I'm very empathic and very sensitive. And that's also what also makes me a great reader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I always do a grounding ritual before I pull the cards. I call in, um, I do a little protection mantra, call in my guides and my angels to protect the space. I loved the grounding that you did for us, Jenna. Very similar to mm-hmm. the energy that I like to call in. Um, but then, you know, sometimes I'll be reading with someone and I won't feel that that's as necessary. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll just kind of go straight into it and just sort of expect that, you know, the universe has my back right there. <laughs> sure that they do. Yeah, I hope so. It's like a team of angels behind her. <laughs> you guys can't see. I can see them. Um, 
do you, so say I was a reader coming to you mm-hmm. um, and I'm interested, I've always been interested in this when people go to psychics as well. Mm-hmm. Say you read a card that the reader pulls a card that um, kind of predicts doom and gloom for them. <clears throat> Is there a way for you to, um, you know, soften that blow or 100%. to deliver it in a way where they don't um, play into and create that mm-hmm. negative, mm-hmm. Um, you know, circumstance that they're about to move into. Like, how do you handle that if you pull a really no, um, intense card? There's no bad cards. Do you think there are? No, there aren't because, you know, it's funny. I'm actually, so I offer tarot mentorship and I have one student right now and I work with her weekly. And last night we moved through the major arcana together. And what I noticed, especially from the book that I study, um, Gerd Ziegler's Mirror of the Soul, it's for the Crowley deck. Um, what I love about the movement through um the major and minor arcana is that you see every negative or challenging aspect is an opportunity for growth mm-hmm. and trust. And mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. It's and part of the journey. Beautiful. Exactly. And it's transmutation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that maybe that's why I've experienced the thing in my life, all the things in my life that I've moved through. I'm sure you guys, you know, have your your stories as well and the challenges or the darkness. And I think that, you know, we have an opportunity and this is to me what the tarot teaches is that with every challenge, with every negative or dark thing that we go through, it is really just an opportunity to move back into the light. The light is the all permeating source. Darkness is temporary. True. So guiding someone through a tarot reading, that Mm -hmm. would obviously be something that you um, bring them to before they go into that. And one of the teachers that I studied with very briefly, her name's Marcella Kroll. She's very active in like the mystical community in Los Angeles. She's very amazing. I follow her Instagram. And uh, I remember when she started teaching me, I was probably about 23 at the time. And she, I'll never forget this. She said, Natalia, just no matter what, always allow someone to leave a reading with you feeling better than they did when they began. And I, and, and that is very important on the, you know, on the part of the tarot reader, the astrologer, the psychic, the, the medium, whoever remind people that there is light at the end of every single freaking tunnel because there is. So, you know, I, And oftentimes, like if tarot to me is less predictive than it is moment based. So true. And, um, and really showing you where your consciousness is at that moment and what you're creating. So usually, and this is what I've always found and it fascinates me. Very rarely will I like pull stuff and people will be like aghast, like they'd had no idea. Everyone know you always know. Everyone knows. And so sometimes I'll have, let's say, a reading with someone where there's a lot of intense cards and there's a lot of challenging aspects going on. And they're like, yeah, they know. So my responsibility in, you know, congruency with them or in flow with them is to help them navigate through how do we get to that light at the end of the tunnel? Mm, how do we help beautiful. you look at this in a new way, mm. in an empowering way and move through this time of challenge? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so beautiful. And what would you say the main reason is why people come to you for a tarot reading? 
What are they searching for? What what mm. answers they're looking for? What's the main thing that drives people um, to to a reading? Yeah, and I would say it's the same reason. You know, I go out and get readings because I I get tune ups probably every two to three months. I read for myself a lot, but when we have emotional um, connection to outcome, we can't see anything. Exactly. And I'm like, no, but this one, but this one. So I think the reason people come to me for a reading or really go into any mystical uh, practice and seek an answer is because they just want to know they're going to be okay. They just want to know that um, that there's answers and there is, you know something to make them feel better because I think that that is the truth like we have that opportunity mm. and yeah. would you say they're also looking for clarity on a subject mm-hmm. that they're confused yes, about 100% yep clarity to feel better to understand you know kind of like what I was explaining initially like um that opportunity to gain a new perspective or to look at things in a different way beautiful mm-hmm. and what character would you liken yourself to, seeing as you're so familiar with every character in the deck? Who would you say you are? Oh, I love that question. Well, I didn't want to put myself on a high horse and say the priestess or something. So <laughs> Yeah, no, go for it. It's either going to be Do a priestess or the magician or the star. Yeah, I love the star. Well, and something I thought of too, especially right as you answered that, because I told me at first I was like, oh gosh, like which one do I connect to? But you know, the queen of wands, she's a court card and I'm an Aries woman with, I think I have like six planets in fire. Like I may as well just be like an inferno. It's a bit much, <laughs> but, um, the queen of wands as, uh, Gerd Siegler describes her in um, my book, she, he describes this woman as someone who's moved through the fire mm-hmm. and who understands mastered, herself, mastered it. Yes. And has, and has learned how to walk through the fire and, um, really understand her power and know how to use, use it and utilize it in the best way, in the most empowering way. So I would say her. And it's funny because, as you know, Amber, my hair used to be long and black. And, and then pink. Really? Yeah. And now then purple. <laughs> wow. And now it's, now it's platinum. Like platinum white. And my and it's very interesting because in um, Crowley's interpretation of the Queen of Wands, what they speak about is that she used to have dark hair and now through all of her learnings and her understandings and her evolution and growth, her hair is now like this golden red huh. blonde. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, it's kind of cool. When I read that, I was like, wow. That's, so the queen that's of wands, what a good answer. Yeah, that's Thanks. gorgeous. Thanks for asking me that. Yeah. I've never thought about it. And also um, I noticed that you've been referring to astrology a lot mm-hmm. during our conversation on the tarot, mm-hmm. is there t- some type of connection between the two? Oh, hugely. Um, so the deck that I study and the deck that I um, practice with is the Crowley Tarot, and it is based completely on astrology, wow. which is great for me because I And this is the main str- deck. This is like just your traditional tarot deck. Yes. So there, there's basically two systems. There is the well, I wouldn't say two systems, but this is the way that I look at it. There is the traditional um, Rider weight, which is a very beautiful deck, and I I've oh, studied yeah, that, that one, one as well. Of, yeah, and that's more based on like Christian theology and like you said, medieval like yeah. medieval Europe. Like this was a reflection of the times then. 
also then, also very focused on astrology. That's why I was yeah, I was thinking yeah. of this deck, but you're thinking of a different deck. Yeah, so Crowley's deck, the one that I study and practice with, is uh, I think him and Frida Harris um, began to create that deck in like the 30s, and they were both very into Egyptian mythology and alchemy and all of this sort of, you know, new age stuff. Wait, which, who, who, what was Crowley's first name? Do you know? Alistair. <gasps> <gasps> oh, oh. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> my some, favorite person. Yeah, Jenna's got some beef here's with Here's the guy. thing. So Crowley, and here's the thing. The book that I study on his deck is so empowering, so much more light filled. A lot of his work, I've I've studied him from a very neutral perspective, just because I've cultivated such a powerful relate personal relationship with the deck. Wait, um, can we just give our listeners a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of a like who is Alistair um, Crowley type yeah. of Do definition? Want, yeah. Do you want me to? Um, or you want yeah, to? Well, you might you might have a different idea than me. So you go ahead. So Crowley was very interesting. Number one, he was a Libra. He was born in the late nineteenth century, and he was a British, very intense obviously. soul. He very was a magician. Int- a he black was a magician. magician. He was a black magician in my definition, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he had some moments of lightness. I think he did. And here's the thing with him: he, I've always tried to study more of like the neutral. Um, takes on him just because I'm also very sensitive. So I try not to, I like, I can't watch scary movies. I can't pay attention to like a lot of uh, this kind of dark, deep, weird stuff that goes on. But the way that I've understood Crowley is that yes, he was a magician. He was very into the esoteric and the occult. Um, He was very, um, what's a good word? He was very, um, a lot of people were frightened of him because also you have to understand he was studying these lineages and all of this stuff during still very heavily Christian like religious time. So, so yeah. So the reason that I connect to his deck is really, I've read some of his older works, which are written by him and never really connected to them, to be honest. But Gerd Siegler's interpretation of his deck is from the light. It's very beautiful and it's very empowering and very conscious. Um, and he also, I think part of, and I've tried to research Gerd Ziegler and he is like nowhere on the internet. Hmm. I wish I could meet him. He's, I think he's German, but, um, basically I think what he wanted to do was, you know, take this instrument of Crowley's tarot, which is very information rich and very beautiful in its essence, and sort of move away from some of the um, darker and more intense interpretations that he sort of cultivated around himself and uh, his work. So that's the way that I look at it, but that's I'd love to, to hear. No, I mean, I don't, I'll leave it at that just because I don't want to bring any dark energies into this conversation. Mm-hmm. But I will just say, if you are using Alistair Crowley's deck, you better call in those angels like double. Oh yeah, I've been working with it but for almost nine years. Seems like you got the protection yeah, yeah, yeah. aspect 100%. down and it's your intention of it too. It's in, so mm-hmm. I think it's all good. I would love to see it. Do you have that deck? Yeah, I do. It's right here. Let's check it out. So wait, I'm still a little bit unclear about how astrology is connected to the tarot deck. Can you give us a really kind of like, so like there's a couple things with, with this deck. So 
the first card that I pulled out was the nine of cups happiness. So maybe that was the, okay, the vibe so- to be like, Hey, it's all, all good. <laughs> but this is a Jupiter in Pisces card. So there's a couple things that play into every single card. There's a number which has to do with numerology and the energy of numbers. There's a planetary energy and then there's an astrological energy. So when you understand, and the reason I really like to like bring my astrology, um, study into tarot and why it works so well with this deck is that the way that I explain it is you can get another layer of information from the card. If you were just looking at this card, you'd be like, cool, the happiness card and the colors are beautiful. There's flowers, there's purples, there's blues, and it's very, very beautiful, kind of this golden energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So you could interpret it that way. But then once you also go a little bit deeper, Jupiter is what's called a benefic planet in Western astrology. It's everyone likes a Jupiter in astrology. It's like the, they say it's the bringer of good fortune, good luck. And then Pisces is this very spiritual um, sign, according to astrology, a lot of depth and spirituality. So it's sort of this, um, the offering from the nine of cups is like, this happiness energy comes from an expansion of the spirit. So Jupiter being the expansion quality Pisces being the spiritual. Mm. That makes sense. Wow, yeah. It's incredible. Um, and then... I had no idea it was so complex. It, it I just really thought it was based is. on characters. <laughs> That's you beautiful. Want, you look? It's oh, incredible. Yeah. So wow. I, I'm just like so um, interested in how the original creator of this deck, for example, came to understand that technology. Like where mm. was he channeling that information to put that astrology sign with that planet mm. on that number with that character? Like where did he get the know-how to do that? So he based this deck off of a traditional tarot system. Like he basically, you know, his father, they say, was, um, I think he was a pastor or something. He was like very big in the religious community, Christian community, um, wherever he was from in England. And so Crowley was like blasphemous and he started studying all this like occult stuff. He, I think he did like on one of his wedding nights, he like spent the night in a tomb. So he was like very into <laughs> this dude. Egyptian, no. the yeah. Egyptian stuff, Thoth. the occult, Thoth, um, or Thoth. I never know if I'm saying it right. So the original tarot did not have the combination of all those astrological elements well, and there numerology. Is. No, there in is. its way, but yeah. I think there is because, you know, in, in the, in the, how I see the connection is in the astrology, there's, um, you know, the different like water, um, fire, air elements in the tarot, you have four different, um, mm. suits, which each is a different, um, exactly. element, different element and, um, they're likened to the science in that way. And the planets take mm-hmm. it to even in, in a higher level of mm. just specificity in what energies are at play in each card. But yeah, the, just that basic, like four elements definitely comes through from the very beginning of tarot. 100%. And there are two different types of tarot decks that you can play with. No, there's lots of different decks. There's tons, but the, but what I want, what, I'm sorry, I didn't finish that last thought, but the reason I brought up a bit of what I understand of Crowley's upbringing is like, 
of course, like the traditional writer weight based on Christian theology and medieval Christianity and whatnot didn't resonate for him. He wanted to take that, yes, but he also wanted to bring through all of this stuff that he was into, which was like a lot of different mystical lineages from Judea, uh, you know, Judaic mysticism, the Egyptian theology, um, occult mysticism, like all this stuff. So he this this deck, this Crowley deck, you'll you'll notice that if you look at lots of different decks, you'll either see some of them and you can tell they're based more on like the Rider weight system, or you can tell they're based more on the Thoth system, which is sort of like the newer, um, just kind of the newer vibe of bringing in all of these different lineages. Cause he does still in this deck refer to some Christian symbolism, but more the, the, um, the mystical side of it, if that makes sense. Mm. Wow. So complex. I know. Incredible. Um, so uh, what do you think? Should we pull a card? Let's pull a card. Should we each pull a card? Yeah. And then we'll pull a card. I'll pull a card and you can pull a card. Natalia can read it for us and then we'll pull a pull card, card for, for the, the listeners. listeners. That'd be Let's awesome. Do it. So do I, okay, you step me through it. Do I have to have a question before I pull a card? It's or? really whatever you'd like. You can, you can be as specific as you want or you can be as vague as you want. And then it's typically up to the reader to have a conversation with you and sort okay. out what you're looking for. Okay, great. I'm just going to go with... I just want to be open to a message that my higher self slash universal intelligence wants to tell me. So Natalia is holding the deck out. So do you shuffle? Do I shuffle usually? It's whatever you want, baby. If you want to just pull it this way or if you'd like to shuffle the card, you're more than welcome. No, you're the channel. I'm the channel. I trust your (laughs) unicorn magical energy. Okay, so... And do you give the reader any type of advice as to how to pick the card? No, no. like exactly. Just pick a card. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm green here, all right? <laughs> well, I like to feel for the heat and see which one's hiding from me. That's my philosophy. This Your little guy looks see like See which one's hiding, hiding from you. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, I'm pulling this out. Uh-huh. Right now, do I need to like flip it a certain way to make sure? No I'm not- way, babes. Here's the thing, and I'll just say this really quickly. Um, tarot is an art and a science, but you're the artist. Do it however you want. Okay. Pull it however you want. Nice. Throw it on the floor. Pick it up. Sage it. Put it in <laughs> the, the sunlight or moonlight. Do whatever you want. Nice. What'd you get? <laughs> The hermit. <laughs> That's I've been a total hermit for oh. the past couple of months, which is so yeah. unlike me. But oh um, following your own light of truth. Yes. That's it. Jenna, so Jenna knows what's up. <laughs> she does. She's she's a and that's exactly the interpretation master. of this card. So I, I'm just going to say what I see. So I've got the hermit card here. There's this really interesting three dogs. It's mm-hmm. like one body, but three dog heads mm-hmm. coming off it almost like bounding into this um, sphere of light shining off a diamond. Mm -hmm. And then there's a hand coming down to touch the diamond. And then there's a snake wrapped around what looks like a gem or -hmm. like a a green egg. Mm -hmm. And then... Lord. There's a lot going on. A lot going going on. And then it looks like there's wheat or some type of plant mm-hmm. that's flowing in towards the diamond and that is um just that wheat is to honor that it is a virgo card got like it the harvest and that's a virgo mm, energy harvest. in that card and then up the top it's a nine 
And at the bottom, um, nine what, what are those Virgo. symbols? We got another nine. So this is a Hebrew symbol, which I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is. So every single um, major arcana card has a Roman numeral number at the top, um, a Hebrew, because uh, this little symbol might not look like much, but in the Hebrew alphabet, there is a ton of meaning to this little guy. And then the Virgo, which is the, and then over here in the little right hand um, corner next to the name of the card, uh, you'll either get a symbol for the card or you will get the astrological equivalent. Wow. Okay. So tell me what's up. Okay. So the way that I interpret anyone who gets the, um, the hermit, so you did an amazing job, babe, picking out all of the beautiful little elements of this card. So the very central space here, that is the sun. This is meant to also represent the solar plexus. This is like exactly as Jenna said, honoring and touching into the internal light. The hermit represents, see how he's alone. Um, this represents like time and solitude to connect to the self, to connect to the strength of the self to connect to one's own um, sense of independence and inner knowingness. And a couple other um, interpretations of the card, it's like you see all these spheres of light. This is like what happens for us when we can just retreat from the noise of the world for a moment and really come to understand that we are our source of energy, we are our source of light. Such so a theme for you, Amber. It's I amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just exactly like, it's exactly what, what you have been saying. Yeah. And something really powerful, which you spoke about these little, the dogs, the three-headed dog, that is something from Egyptian um, theology, I believe. Um, but the re you kind of look at the direction the dogs are looking, two of them are oriented towards the future. So it's looking it, not only in the present, which is the central dog, but looking also towards the future, hope for the future, a better future. The and mother loving then, future? <laughs> yeah. <Bunny child laughs> mother loving future, you could say. <laughs> and then this, the third head of the dog looking back is also remembering that it's very important to tie up loose energy from the past tie it up internally, get it, heal it, work through it, let it go. Bada bing, bada boom. So as the reader, is it um, my place to interpret whether that's referring to the past, the present or the future? I mean, the thing with the cards is that, and another, I'd like to give a shout out to Alejandro Jajorski. He made an incredible movie called Holy Mountain, which I am such a scaredy cat. I was only really... I could only really watch small now because it's so trippy and intense, but he's very, very big in the tarot. Have you heard of him, Jenna? No, I haven't. I want everyone to research him. He has an absolutely exquisite, very similar to Gerd Siegler, who I study, has an exquisite perspective on the tarot. And something he speaks about is like the tarot is not a fortune telling device. It is a tool for the present. Mm. But if you feel that it speaks more to your past or it's something that you're creating for the future, that is all on you. The way that I would interpret it with you is that this is a present totally. reflection. It totally is a 
present it is. reflection. No, I know. It completely is. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm, I'm, just, I'm just exploring ideas so our listeners can really kind of like get some of their answers they're asking okay. answered, oh, good. their questions answered. No, that's good. Answered. That's really good. Um, but yeah, I completely relate to that. I, I have, I was just telling Jenna last night that mm. I, it's so unlike me, but I haven't left the house for what seems like months. I haven't seen sunlight <laughs> because we've been so in the, um, creation vortex the creatrix and it's all the, the creatrix and it's all coming from that that inner place of cultivating yes. that bigger mission that yeah, heart mission with you for now. hey buddy come over here Kinda okay beautiful i love too. that oh, yeah. okay jenna <laughs> okay, whip jenna. one out oh do you God. want do you want to um shuffle okay yeah do you i'll shuffle them I'll shuffle them. i love that it empowers the reader like your approach is allowing the reader to also have their interpretation mm, and totally. shuffle it and it doesn't matter which way you pull it and no. Oh, it's, it's really weird. if one flies out, use that. Yeah. And, and doesn't matter if it's upside down or I how do personally you read it? don't read reversals, but some people do. Okay. Awesome. I'm not I love a reversal this one. person. Awesome. This one's not in the traditional weight deck, so I'm not sure. I feel like this also this card really vibes with your amazing glasses Thank and like you. how professional you look. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Lensless you so glasses. <laughs> I'm, I'm they're her energetic they're, shield. Yeah. I hope <laughs> to get lenses protection. one day, but there there are no, no lenses. No, you do not. You've got better no, than twenty twenty vision. Yeah, that's why I can't get the cheap the clear, lenses. I have clear, to get yeah. some real... Oh, you want clear lenses, not I want not some real pro clear lenses. Yeah. Yes. I used to have a cool pair of glasses like that that an old boyfriend gave to me, and I'm I'm sad to say I lost them, but I always felt like I was like this different, new, cool person mm. when I wore oh my, my glasses. Oh my gosh, we're doing a podcast <laughs> on authentic style and how mm. accessories and channel a part of you that you need to express or explore, like Jenna's channeling the nerdy intellect, which I is love that. Oh my so God, it's her, me. Yeah, And that's it's how she wants the world to see her, <laughs> and that's what she wants to kind of express in this moment. And next week, it may be whatever like i don't know the goddess or yeah, the, the minx who knows the i'm into minx. this that's why <laughs> i'm gonna do a little plug for ruby who's also a fellow aries but she talks about that in her book about like the sort of the power of fashion yes. in expressing our spirit yes that's it's so our next cool podcast. and so freaking real yeah so mm, her book is what is it again? Um, modern woman no, material, material material girl, girl mystical world yeah that looks really interesting it's right great up our alley um okay. okay okay tell me about science so wait what <laughs> what what card is it what's it called it's so this so jenna pulled the six of swords science um this oh, is a minor arcana okay. uh swords is air so it's the mm -hmm. intellect and mm -hmm. the mind um so let me just say, because I know you're familiar with the traditional, with the mm -hmm. Rider Waite. So in the Rider Waite deck, this card shows um, a family in a boat mm -hmm. and they are crossing, mm -hmm. they're crossing a river. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they're going to a new space. They're mm -hmm. going to a new place. Their, their backs are to us. Their backs are to us. So they're leaving behind it. something that is no longer. Oh, this is so true for me already. Just keep talking. <laughs> And the whole symbology of crossing water, because water and the negative ions really cleanse the human system, um, it represents like moving into a new space or a new way of looking at things. Um, so the Six of Swords science 
is a Mercury in Aquarius. So let me explain all this symbology. I gave a reading for my boyfriend once. He was like, talk to me normal. I was like, he's a Virgo. I was like, English, please. I I was like, this is my process. This is how I remember what's going on. So basically this Mercury in Aquarius, what this card represents is moving to a new space in your perspective, looking at things in a new way. Maybe Hence the glasses, the new glasses (laughs) that you're looking at things in a new way. That's it. You're looking through different lenses that you've only put on like the past, like what, couple of days. (laughs) Brilliant. I love you too. Can I come every week and just... Yes, please. Um, But this, the nice thing about the Six of Swords science is what it represents too is bringing sort of like a mental balance or symbiosis. So maybe if you've had something that's been very mentally challenging or taxing or something going on that's felt um, a little out of sync, this shows like coming to a clearer space mentally. Um, it, It come the Six Swords, Swords which represent the mind are coming together at this central point, which is this rose here in the center. And this is like the rose also looks like the brain. So it's also, mm -hmm, it is. And it's in a cross, which is interesting. Um, a Rosicrucian cross, I believe. See, this is the secret society. I'm just going (laughs) to hold my... Hold my mouth on the Rosicrucians. We can talk about this later. <laughs> In the meantime, just take the good vibes. Of I the will. Time. Yes. But this is a good right. example of take the things that are resonant to you and that are yeah. helpful to you in your life and leave the things that are not. Yeah. Imagine if everyone did that. Yeah. <laughs> my big life theme. Yeah. Brilliant. That's yeah. like Imagine the biggest if lesson we all you can did learn. that. That would be really nice. I think we would. That would be great. But I see so. this, I see how this applies, you know, and I feel like, you know, we have been going through this huge mental task of getting just the mother loving future up and out. And mm. that's been a huge thing. And now we're kind of moving past that first part of it into like a more just sort of gliding mm-hmm. type of. Totally. So I, totally. I, that's how I interpret that. And that's very true. And it's an objectivity card. So it's also seeing things. Do you know what your rising is? Libra. Le- oh yeah. You told me that. And then what's your moon? I don't know. Is it another air sign? I don't know. I'll look it up for you. Yeah. So yeah, great card for you, babes. All right. Should I pull one for myself or the readers? I think we should pull one for the readers. I do this all the time. Look at me being selfish. I know. Do one in my car. (laughs) Addict. (laughs) For myself first. Have you pulled one today? Um, no, but I gave myself a very quick little nice reading last night and I'm like, boop, boop, boop. Okay, cool. Got it. All right. Let me ground in for a minute and channel in a nice message for your beautiful readers. Sorry, listeners. Listeners. Oh my God. You can read, you can read the show notes and then you can also be a reader. Yeah. (laughs) Listeners. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Okay. Oh, wowzers. Great. All right. So this is what I got for you guys. This is the Eight of Discs Prudence. Um, Also a Virgo card, just like Amber's Trump card. A lot of Virgo. Yeah. A lot of Virgo. Dude. And the other day, so quick aside, I do um, 
the horoscopes for who, what, where. It's a fashion uh, style website. And I do a Facebook live for them. And fascinating, the last time I had three, I take questions at the end, and three of them were from Virgos. And I was like, what's up with y'all? What are you guys doing? Virgo vibes. But you know what? I know that in September of this year, we're having a very beautiful, very powerful something happening in Virgo. Um, put it in your show notes later. I'll look it up. I can't remember exactly what it is, but a lot of Virgo nice. energy right now. It's good. So this is a sun in Virgo card and I personally love this card. It So the illustration is that it shows a tree and there are beautiful, like these gorgeous violet flowers um, sprouting off of the tree. And what's interesting is that there's these leaves covering every single flower Now, what this represents is healing, patience. It is a depiction of nature, so reminding us to kind of be like nature with certain things in our lives. Quit the judgment. Quit the self-criticism. Quit the, the rushing or the questioning. Be like nature. Understand that everything has a season. Understand that patience with anything that is unresolved in your life currently is the best antidote. And um, if there are things that you're working on or you're building or you're budding, protect those things right now. Maybe they're not ready to make their way into even a conversation with someone that you know or even someone you love. Let things bud and develop on their own And the time will come when the leaves shift and it's time to expose these beautiful flowers or it's time to expose this, um, you know, very sacred thing in your life. And it also reminds you to be patient with your healing, just like a wound, a physical wound takes time to heal and we dress it and we take care of it. So too do emotional and spiritual wounds. They take time to heal and often a care to dress them and a care to address them. Beautiful. And with those flowers growing, it seems like we are already doing the process. The, the flowers are already opening for our healing. It's just, we just have to wait for it to fully get there. Yes. So the Virgo, process is unfolding. Exactly. And one of the most amazing things about Virgo is that they are one of the most patient of the signs. They are an earth sign. So I'm not a Virgo, they, clearly. <laughs> neither am I. My, my, my boyfriend, as I said, is, and he is the most patient creature I've ever met. I've got six planets in fire. He has six in earth. <gasps> wow. That <laughs> is definitely a yin and yang. It is. We, we truly are. It's, it's remarkable. And he and one, one of my other best friends is also a Virgo and they both teach me like, just chill, like mm-hmm. go with the process. Virgos are very good at that. And that is a huge message of the eight of discs prudence. So I'm getting the message for our listeners are, is patience Mm -hmm. and trust in timing and just be gentle on yourself with your processes or with the wounds you're healing. And go into nature. And nature. Go sit with your spine against a tree. Go sit your butt on the ground. Mm. Touch your bare earth to the, touch your feet to the bare earth. It's so funny. That was... Jenna and I had a meeting yesterday for MLF and that was exactly what we were discussing Mm. was that pulling back from the go, 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 go craziness schedule and really scheduling that time to be in nature because Mm. adapting to that frequency is going to make your productivity even more on fire when you choose to to work and it's all about (coughs) cultivating that balance. That's when you're most powerful. So 
yes. uh, that speaks directly to us. I love that. Yay. I'm so glad. Thank and you, and that is a huge theme. So I'm happy to hear you guys talking about that. Yay. Thank you so much. Oh it was gosh, so great. You. I don't um, want it to end. Let's keep talking. I know. Well, well let, <laughs> we let's just yeah. offer a challenge to our readers based mm. on the card that you pulled for them. Mm, great. So I would just like the listeners, if you're up for um, accepting this challenge, to just really take on that message and see where you can apply it this mm, week. What great. are some things that you just need to like take a beat on and slow down and create some balance around and yes. just be patient around your self or others. Yes, um, beautiful. Tell us how that comes up for you in your life in the comment section. Just we're curious to see how many people resonate with this message and it's just cool to see how a message one message can resonate with different people in different ways. Mm. Mm. Yes. And also you can leave us your um, comment on what your experience with tarot is. It's fascinating. I learned so much from today. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Or share a way that it's it's, um, illuminated something important for you in your life. And if you love today's podcast with our beautiful Natalia Benson, (laughs) uh, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes because we really appreciate that. And we read all the comments and... Yeah, it's all Great. good. So thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, babe, thank, thank you. you. That guys. was incredible. Really thank you, and 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 thank you for letting me share my. I love this uh, this practice very much. So thank you for giving yeah. me a space to talk about it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so so beautiful. And tell our listeners again where they can find you. Um, I have my website, nataliabenson.com. Um, I offer meditations on there. It has links to all my socials. Uh, and I'm very active on Instagram. And that's just at Beautiful Instagram. My, f- so <laughs> my favorite Check Instagram it out, for oh, on Earth. It's so so on point. I'm what is it? Sorry. Natalia Benson? Yeah. No, yeah, Natalia, Natalia underscore Benson. Benson. Check it I think out. if you worth if it. you do it all r- the together, you get some very random girl who I'm sure has probably gotten some very weird messages. She's probably <laughs> loving it. Her followers are upping by the yeah. second. I think she had to turn to private. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sorry, other Natalia Benson. Yeah, <laughs> listening. Oh, gosh. Well, Amazing. Cool. Guys. Awesome. So grateful, Love honey. You Thank you. So that's it for today's session. And we hope you enjoyed exploring the mysterious and magical technology of tarot. And we hope to have you with us next time. Stay amazing. We love you. Bye-bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.